Hello and welcome to This DVT Life. I'm your host, Renee Petrie. Hello, hello, dear listeners. I am back. We're back. What a spring break I had. Woo! I just hope whomever and wherever you are in this world that you too had a chance to take a break from your normal routine. Even if you did other things in other places, I just hope you had some moments of pause. I'd like to shout out to my lovely iWesters who just did their self-revs this weekend. Congrats to you all. I can't wait to hear all about them. And of course, to the wonderful students and host smile of Apollo in Beijing, China. Thank you so much for having me during my spring break and for reminding me to take moments of pause, to wait for the translation, as working together to create play needs breath. Husi. To everyone else who is doing things that I'm not aware of, that I'm missing, and that I'm terribly sorry to be missing, I'm shouting out to you as well. Hey, 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 yeah. Apparently a strange shout out, but one for you. Dear listeners, dear DVT lifers, we mark today's episode with a similar theme as pauses, as breaks, as taking moments to consider, reflect, to re and then flect again. While I was visiting Beijing, one of my first observations and my, usually, and my usual go-to was the signage. I'm fascinated by the signage that is posted anywhere in any country that I travel to. I mean, I have no idea how to read Chinese, and as intricate as it is, I have yet to tackle the practice, but I do appreciate the translations that provided to us English speakers. I often feel like what is shared or translated can sometimes be the essence or sometimes the shortcut to communicate what is necessary, or even just the bare minimum, because the nuances and the double entendres within the language cannot be translated. There were many moments during my teaching stint at Apollo where Hong Yun, my fantastic translator and Apollo student, and I would have to negotiate back and forth the meaning of what I was trying to say, so that it could be picked up and transferred to the students. I had to trust that that was necessary, what was necessary, was going to get relayed. And for the most part, I imagine it was. Hong Yun is, try- is taking on a new career as a DVTer, and I believe has become an avid listener of this DVT life, and is always trying to learn and to understand the communication that it's coming in and how to respond and react back. So Hong Yun, thank you so much for your hard work in this dance. I truly appreciate it. All right, back to the signs. Some signs are clearly marked with images, images that we all might recognize, like a picture of a hand that is crossed out, and then there's shooting lightning bolts extending from it. Meaning, don't touch this really electric thing. You might get a lot of lightning bolts coming out of your hand, and that seems not so good. Others are like this little pictograph puzzles. Like if you put these two chords together, that is good, but if you do it this way, not so good. Like Ikea furniture instructions. I mean, I love the one where if they, they sort of put it, say, so you don't lay this on a rug and the whole thing will crack. And the guy's face or the person's face is like, like a weird sort of squiggly line. Anyways, 
Without the words, it feels like we could all get a sense and figure it out. Of course, there are cultural and familial differences, but generally speaking, there's a baseline of humanity where we, if we see a dog that is X'd out means no dogs, or no creatures that might look like dogs, or do not four-legged walk here, you know, things like that. Yes, I'm meandering, but I'm coming to my point right here. Mind the gap. This is a famous saying from the UK, or one that I accredit to the UK, for the reminders while disembarking from a train. We use that too here in the States, mind the gap, or watch the gap, or the doors are now closing, stand clear of the closing doors. You know, things like that. In airports, we have to be mindful and be careful. There are escalators and elevators and moving walkways and those beeping cars that are carrying people who have mobility issues or need to get their gate to their gates very fast, like that one time in LaGuardia Airport where a group of Orthodox Jewish men were being raced to their gate on those cars and the man driving, an airport employee, yelled, Hold on to your hats! as they sped on by. There are sometimes signs that tell us to be careful. Caution. Wet floor. Or there's that voice. The walkway is now ending. At the Beijing airport, there are automated people movers, which is an amazingly better way to explain train, because I learn just in that label that this thing I'm about to get into is automated, meaning no one's driving it. It's just an algorithm from a computer that is saying go, stop, open doors, etc. It becomes clear that people are the main characters that would be in these automation journeys, and it moves. Its clear purpose in life is to move people. So even though I was nervous and unsure as to what was really going on and so tired from the flight, in a new place, I felt a smile appear on my face when I saw this sign. And I gladly embarked on the automated people mover, with joy in fact, because I had a glimpse of something that was just a little different than the form I was used to. Train had a name that was different here. And one that gave me a bit more information. Should I ever, should I have never been near a train before? Or if I didn't know the shape of train? Heck, I just learned that this moving machine thing had a clear goal of moving people. And that's kind of a beautiful goal, don't you think? The automated people mover also had a sign in it. Well, many signs, but one in particular. It said, mind your fingers. Not mind the gap mind your fingers. So I thought, oh, that's cute, which is a terrible first thought. It's cute that the sign is saying, hey, Renee, mind your fingers. They're important. Be careful with your body. It's a little degrading to the sign. But I think, nevertheless, mind your fingers is such a different perspective and warning than mind the gap. Other times I've heard this warning, it's been to be careful of the gap, which of course means don't fall in, watch your step which I also assume that's what the Chinese language was also saying, but the English words written were not mind the gap. They were instead, forget the gap, mind your fingers, be careful with yourself. Don't let your fingers get caught in the door or anything. The doors are now closing. Mind your fingers versus stand clear of the closing doors. As if the doors are more important that we should heed a warning for them. As if my fingers are not that important to be mentioned or to be included in this mindful action, but instead I should pay attention to the door and figure the rest out. I like to see this perspective noted, 
whether it was a translation thing or what, I liked to see it posted that my fingers were what I needed to pay attention to. And then by doing that, I'd also miss the door harming versus attending to the door and then myself after. And this was a good reminder for DBT, attending to the other and then myself after. Sometimes in the play, not so good. Or in life, not so good. Why do I always put my intention on myself after? I need to remember that there are situations where I have to put my attention to myself first, in the play, and in life. And there were all these kinds of signs at the airport. As I traveled through the mazes, doors, escalators, elevators, I encountered many different signs pointing to me, paying attention to my body. On the escalator, for example, I was told to mind my toes. Mind my toes! This is my absolute favorite because I'm terrified of getting my shoelaces stuck or of being sucked down into the terrible thing that are escalators. That's so refreshing to be reminded that I should pay attention to my toes. I mean, my toes are in my sphere of control. If they were just to say, mind the gap, or the walkway is now ending, for a split second, I actually panic. What does the gap mean? What might happen in the gap? What should I do when the gap shows up? Like when the walkway ends, it's ending? What do I need to do? It's too implied for me at times. Like mind the gap, like fuck off. Excuse my language. I don't know what that means for me to do. So I zoom in on the gap and try to figure it out and then end up falling through the gap to never be seen again. That's my fear. Because yes, I have that ability to suspend reality and imagine myself as a tiny little traveler falling into the gap between the train and the platform in a split second. But mind your toes? That's clear to me. Things are happening. We'd just like you to know to mind your toes. Thank you. I really appreciate you telling me what I should do. Mind the gap makes me feel like I'm having to work for the other. The gap, so rude. What has the gap ever done for me? And sometimes this reminds me of moments in the play where I feel conflicted. How to pay attention to the rude demand that this individual has now placed on me. I want to mind myself, thank you very much. And then this feeling comes up. And does DVT, DVT say I should ignore myself and just serve the other? No, it actually doesn't. All of us DVTers, in our own way, combine these experiences into some kind of mixture. A mindful mixture of gaps and toes. A mindful mixture. I like that. Seems like an episode of this DVT life in the making, don't you think? Mind your head. That's another Beijing airport one. And this one was one that I might have seen other places as well. You know, there's something overhead, an edge to a building, a terrible thing that might hurt your head. And here, usually the sign reads, mind your head. Or an image with like a two by four clobbering someone's head and then making, and then them making that oof face indicating, hey, this might hurt. You know, I've actually considered getting one of those signs for my bathroom. You see, I live on the third floor and have to duck into my bathroom or hit my head every time. In fact, I've actually hit my head numerous times over the years. And I really considered putting a sign to remind me that it was there. Instead, since that's not too aesthetically pleasing, I learned. I learned the patterns over time, which way to walk through, how to walk through, which side to do it, and then if I don't duck in a certain way that it's going to hurt. And it really did, by the way. So I guess that's our option. Learn over time to mind the gap, or mind your toes, or fingers, or head, or else. 
I guess that's what a warning is all about. Do this or else. I just liked to see a different perspective posted. And in fact, mind the gap does mean pay attention to yourself. But the way it's delivered privileges the gap over the body. And I kind of liked to see my fingers and toes get some focus. And in DVT, we need to remember that. That we also count. That our body is important to the embodied conversation. Yes, of course, we have a different responsibility than the player. But that we should be mindful of our own experience as well. Mind both. Pay attention to both. And find a combination of them. And find it together. In fact, this really reminds me of the reason to spring break. Taking a break and pauses and moments to reflect. Because it is within these pauses and moments that new perspectives gain some light. That we can give space and time for the nuances and threads of matters we should be minding to have some moments in the sun. And we could all use a little bit more light and sun in our lives, don't you think? So there you have it, another episode down, and I hope the conversation is still going strong. As always, feel free to send me an email at thisdvtlife at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to your iTunes store. Remember, keep that conversation going and play on.